Welcome to Wind Up Weekly. I'm Matthew Gorn. I'm Katie Canfield. And we present to you highlights of what has been happening in the wine world over the last week. In Wind Up Weekly this week... As Napa Valley Vintners celebrate their 75th anniversary, the Napa Valley auction raised $12 million this week. South Africa wine sales are declining in the UK. Is quality winning out over quantity? Meanwhile, in other South African news, the South African Sun Cup semi-final winners were announced, with the final to be held in September. And from the Twitter sphere, blogger Hosemaster of Wine is at the center of controversy over allegedly sexist article. And to wrap it all up, we present our wine of the week. Swig with us as we take you through this week's wine news. First off, news from California. Last weekend, the Napa Valley Vintners, the regional trade association that represents 550 winery members in the Napa Valley, enjoyed yet another successful auction Napa Valley, raising over $12 million for community health and children education. The charity wine event is a multi-day experience, attracting not only local wine consumers, but wine drinkers from around the world. Guests gathered to bid on extravagant, one-of-a-kind auction lots, including back vintages, rare wines, exclusive dinners, and trips to wine regions around the world. The top lot this year was by Continuum Estate and the Mandavis, a tour to Italy that went for $500,000. The main attraction was the live auction, which took place on Saturday, June 1st, and featured a concert by Katy Perry. And the fact that Auction Napa Valley can attract someone like Katy Perry just shows you how glamorous the event is and how glamorous Napa Valley is in general. Speaking of glamour, the event took place at Meadowood Napa Valley, a luxury resort and three Michelin star restaurant. And just to show you how fancy it is, it has a croquet lawn. Moving away from Monied Napa Valley to South Africa, news released this week that the sales of South African wine in the UK have declined, and this is important because the UK is such a big market for South Africa. So the figures announced were that volume, South African wine decreased by 12.8% in the UK, while for value, it decreased by 8.7%. Matthew, does that mean that people are trading up for South African wine? We hope so, and that's what the South African spin on these figures uh, was. South African wine has been known for inexpensive, high-volume stuff, and it's been really been trying to change that uh, reputation. So the fact that value has declined less than volume is important, and it may indicate that people are um, spending more on South African wine. And also, it has, it's logical, because... South Africans have actually been pulling out a lot of um, lower quality vines across the country. So volume is bound to decline as they're actually making less wine and focusing more on quality. Also on the subject of South Africa, where were you this past week, Matthew? Well, I was in New York, which may seem to have nothing to do with South Africa whatsoever. Although the East Coast is where South African producers are trying to build a, a market within the US, which is quite a difficult one to get into. Um, but I was there for the South Africa Song Cup, in which um, there were six of us, five songs and me. They were all wearing suits. I was not. So it was a little uh, unusual circumstances for me. Did you have your flat cap on? I did have my flat cap on, yes. So I looked very dapper. I did not have a song pin. And so this was in New York uh, over the course of Monday. And this is actually competition that's been held around the world. So other sommeliers and people in the industry were doing the same thing in order to try and win a trip to South Africa in September. That'd uh, be great. Do I get to go? 
Uh, you don't, because I don't either, because I did not win, unfortunately. Mm, unfortunately. Yeah. But it was a fun day, and it's a good way for South Africa to promote itself um, in the country and across the world, um, because it gives people an incentive to learn about South Africa, the wines and the culture and the producers, because you get a, a prize to tra travel to one of the most beautiful wine countries in the world. And so the six, um, six of us were really enthusiastic. We got to learn how to make pizza, which was fun. And we paired that with um, South African wine, and then we had a blind tasting, and also um, a multiple choice uh, quiz, which was actually a lot harder than I was expecting. We really <laughs> delve deep into South Africa, which was great because I learned some uh, really useful, interesting stuff. So South Africa doing a lot to really promote itself. And when is the final in South Africa? It's the end of September. I think the final date is the 26th or something like that. It's nice. the last week. And the winner will? Be the sommelier of the year. They'll win the cup. I mean, they've already won a free trip to South Africa. So, And the winner, by the way, was um, a guy called Adam Pneza from Pittsburgh. And he's really fanatic about South African wine. So he's a deserved winner. And um, I'm sure he'll do very well in South Africa. <laughs> Some of you may know Ron Washam, a well-known blogger under the alias of Hosemaster of Wine, known for his sometimes aggressive satire towards the wine industry. He was at the center of a heated Twitter conversation over the past few days. Earlier this week, Master of Wine Tim Atkin published Washam's piece on Alice Faring entitled The Battle for Wine and Love, or How I Saved the World from Parkerization. Alice Faring is a wine writer and natural wine cha champion whom in the article Washam painted as a needy woman longing for the approval of Robert Parker. The article fo follows Robert Parker's official retirement as a wine critic. The response on Twitter was that this went beyond satire and was outright sexist with a personal attack on Faring. Despite the criticism of the article and its sexist nature, Atkin initially refused to take the article down, defending Washam's deft use of satire. Since, however, he's relented and pulled down the article as well as issue an apology. Chances Robinson once described Ron Washam as often cruel and occasionally funny, which I think is a very apt description of his writing style. I'm surprised it's taken so long for there to be a backlash against the hosemaster because his humour, although irreverent, can often go way too far. And in this case, I think people have uh, lost patience with him. Hashtag me too. On a perhaps lighter note, this week saw the opening of a new wine bar in New York. Um, this has been launched by the dating app Bumble, one which I'm not familiar with. Oh, that's the one where the woman has to make the first move. Oh, is it now? Oh, I have no idea. It's been a long time since I've been on dating apps. In fact, I've never actually been on one. Oh, well, that's good news. Indeed. 40% of its users live in Manhattan, so no surprise that they've opened uh, the wine bar in New York. Dating apps just got physical. Moving from digital to brick and mortar. And so we finish with our wine of the week, which we are currently enjoying together. And this wine is by Lopez de Heredia, one of the fam most famous and traditional producers in Rioja in Spain. It's Vina Tondonia, a wine you might be familiar with, usually red. But this is the Rosado, the Rosado Gran Reserva. 
So this is a really old rosé. Ten two, years old. Yeah, from 2009. How often do you get to try a ten-year-old rosé? Twice in one day. Yes, we actually did just a comparison with another one, coincidentally enough. But this was certainly the standout because it's designed to be really, really old. So completely different. What do you think of it, Katie? Well, in contrast to the other rosé, which will remain unnamed, this one's got fresh roots, fresh acidity, definitely meant to be drunk with some age on it. Yeah, and just kind of imagine what it tastes like and smells like. It's like a cross between a really old white wine and a red wine. It's a mixture of the two, and it really brings together everything we like about older wine, the freshness of a white wine, but the kind of the structure of a red wine as well. So, Matthew, this was not a very good first wine of the week because this isn't widely available, so no one who's listening can actually go get a bottle. Well, I've been waiting five, six, seven years to try this wine. So those listeners intrigued, be on the lookout for it because one day it will pop up and um, it's really hard to get hold of. There's about a thousand cases made. So it's not that small production, but it's just so in demand and so little it trickles out of the winery. But it is out there. It can be got hold of. Don't worry. Future wines of the week will be much more widely available. Maybe. Cheers to that, Matthew. Thank you.